I'm here with Dr. N.J. Akbar. He is the board president of Akron Public Schools in Akron, Ohio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Okay, so let's get into it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about board leadership at Akron School District. Board leadership is very important. Um, the community requires um, active and engaged members who are going to represent their interests um, and understand that uh, in order to have the best equitable schools, you have to have voices from the community. Okay. So that board leadership is essential um, because it provides that voice and that connection to the community. Right. Board members uh, in our in Akron were elected, mm -hmm. and so we have a lot of ties with different entities and different communities uh, throughout uh, the city, okay. uh, and we hear from community members mm. almost every day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have to bring that uh, voice and their experiences to the table to help make solid decisions. What do those forums look like when you're having a conversation or communicating with the community? Do you have like a, a workshop? Are we doing this via social media? Like what is what is the platform that you have there? A lot of times um, the communications with the uh, community is informal. It's someone you know that you've been connected with uh, calls you about uh, their child or something that's happening at the school that they're connected to that's in their community. It could be um, someone you're connected to um, refers another student or another parent mostly um, because of the challenges that they may be experiencing. Uh, with COVID and the pandemic, there's been a lot of different unique challenges that really has exacerbated uh, some of the inequities that we see in mm -hmm. our community that really were hidden in plain sight oh, wow. um, okay. from many people. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's illuminated those uh, challenges and we've been able to work through those challenges. Uh, but uh, one of the biggest things that promotes equity is uh, the lack of broadband access mm -hmm. um, and being able to expect every family to have the same amount of right, broadband right. capacity mm -hmm. as everyone else. Um, and that's difficult. We also have, unfortunately, when you, we went into the pandemic, made the assumption that the parents would be home. Mm -hmm. Well, the vast majority of our families are frontline workers in right. some way, shape, or form. And so they had to work even more mm -hmm. than usual. And so right. having the, to juggle those realities and make good decisions are um, really what we've been faced with. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about equity and the detours to equity. Okay. Can you share that with us? Yes, definitely. Well, first we have to understand what equity is and what it isn't. It's not the talk and the, the, the rhetoric that's being put out there. Um, it's also not necessarily um, you know, equality. Equity is a continuous process in which you look at the system and how it um, affects, it impacts um, your students and your, 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 your community and whether or not there's a disparate impact for some communities over another. It's the constant uh, process and so you never 
or get to a point where you achieve equity because because you are acknowledging that there's a systemic problem uh, that is inherent in just how we are built, then you have to continuously uh, work at it because the way systems work is, it, and even think about the virus, right? Mm -hmm. So it mutates over time and becomes and mm -hmm. has different variants right. so that it can get stronger, it's protecting itself. The same thing happens with the system. As you dismantle mm -hmm. um, and, and attack uh, certain inequities mm -hmm. to try to create better equity for students, other systems and processes come in place that you have to then go and address. So it's a continuous process that never stops. So we don't achieve at any point, but we always have to be working towards it. Okay, okay. So I did forget to mention the detours. Just one detour that I really want to talk about, okay. which is the pace for privilege. A lot of times when you have the conversation at the board level about uh, getting equity and focusing on the policies that will help get you there, mm -hmm. because that's our job, right. you get a lot of pushback, especially from an administration and others, and a lot of times from different political leaders um, that we have to pace for privilege. We, and that's an actual um, theory that uh, comes out of Paul uh, Gorski's book okay. um, that talks about the, the detours to racial equity. Uh, we have to slow down, we're moving too fast. We have to wait for those with privilege to see that we need equity before we move forward. Okay. And that's really not how equity works. You're, you're never going to get there right, right. if you're continuously slowing things down mm -hmm. or pushing things out for tomorrow. Let's do that tomorrow. That's how we got into the situation that we are in today. Okay. That's interesting. Yes. Thanks for sharing that. that. That brings light to a lot of ways that we look at things as far as trying to get to equity yes, definitely. and the quality of the education, right? Yes. And people try to put equity, excellence, or quality, or success as two separate entities when they're really one thing. Okay. You can't have true excellence, you can't have true success if you don't have true equity. If you're not embedding that into every decision that you make and into every theory of change that you have, it's not going to happen because you can't truly have excellence without equity. They're not two separate things. Right, right, they go together. Yes. So tell us about the decision-making process that went behind just coming up with um, the guidelines on how to tackle equity in your school district. Yes, so it's important that board members are engaged in uh, this work because policy is what set that direction. Okay. The vision that the board uh, promotes is what sets that direction. When we talk about strategic planning, mm -hmm. the board at the board level, that's where true equity will be um, set. Uh, and, and if you set that vision, if you set that strategic plan, if you make that a part of the goals and the way you evaluate your superintendent, the way you evaluate your district, because that's your role as a board member, uh, you'll get closer to equity in that process of systemic auditing um, and adjusting the ways in which we have our practices and policies in order to promote greater 
uh, success for all students, greater opportunities where there's less disproportionality in our suspensions, where there's a greater uh, parity in uh, advanced placement and CCP or College Credit Plus courses um, or honors courses or even gifted and talented courses. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how you get there and you have to be able to be willing to have uh, those uncomfortable conversations um, and say that we have to include this in every decision. And that includes in how we set the boundaries for what school that our students go to. Right. Uh, it's every decision, you have to embed it. And it, it's, it's difficult work mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of times we want to do what's convenient right. and what takes the least amount of time. Mm -hmm. But equity um, challenges the, the notion that convenience is, is best. Okay. Why is this your fight? Wow, that is a great question. Um, so I grew up, uh, so I have a PhD now, um, but I grew up uh, with a speech impediment and a learning disability, and I could not read when I got to the third grade. Okay. And so um, I ended up, my family was transient, so we moved a lot uh, in my earlier years. Okay, okay. And I had to move one block away mm. in order to be positioned in a whole different school system. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, school district, so I went to a different elementary school. Right. Um, and that elementary school was the special ed specialty school. Okay. And that, I ended up going to that school and they saw me for who I was. Okay. They said I was a unique student with the ability to succeed. Um, and that changed my trajectory uh, altogether. And so it's my fight because if I didn't have to move one block away and change schools, um, I wouldn't be, probably have the position that I have now. And so it's very personal to me uh, that we provide the greatest opportunity for, for my story to not be an anomaly, but right. that it is one that everyone can possibly uh, achieve. Well, thank you for sharing that personal story. Thank you for asking I, that question. I know that there's someone out there that shares that same type of story that brought them to being involved in their school district yes. and on their school board. So thank you for sharing that. No problem. Can you tell our listeners where they can contact you, where they can find you for more information on your school policies on equity? Yes. Um, we actually, um, you can find our information on AcronSchools.org, I'm sorry, .com, sorry, AcronSchools.com. Uh, we have, from what I was told, we were the first in the nation to declare racism as a public health crisis okay. as a school district um, back in June of uh, 2020. Okay. Um, and so you can find that uh, resolution there. And uh, you can reach out to me at nakbar at apslearns.org, or you can find me on my uh, Facebook page at, um, at Akbar for Akron. Okay. Well, there you have it. Thank you for joining us today uh, to listen to Dr. NJ Akbar. Yes. Yes. I am Alexis Flowers with issuesinneducation.net. Thank you for listening.